Welcome to the Futile Podcast tonight. Zach, it's Ian. Team Alpha, as you like to call it. I've never once uttered that phrase. <laughs> you put your own labels oh, on right, things. Okay, right, that's true. I forgot. I'm the Team Alpha. Come on, it's nonsense. Yeah. And we were going to talk. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Fury Seven. You want to talk yeah, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon? Let's do Fury Seven. Okay. The Pantheon. Had you rewatched any of them before, up till this? Or oh, I'm never going to do that. Okay. I don't know. Those movies are terrible. I'm not going to do that. They're not all terrible. They are. Five is great. I rewatched five recently. Five is a lot of fun. <laughs> well, like if they're on TV, I'll watch them. But I'm not going to sit down and watch them. Okay. Like, like if, if you think about it, it's insane that this series has lasted seven it, movies. It is. It's they're crazy. terrible. They're oh, terrible. The, Two is miserably bad. One is okay. Three is nonsense. Three is like right about to be straight to DVD. And four is like, why did they do this? But it's it's okay. Yeah. And then five is just complete and utter insanity. And at that point, you're like, you know, okay, this is this is all right because it's just it's just so stupid that it's okay now. Right. Well, and, and it, then and then six was even more stupid, but it was a little less okay than five. Yeah. And I feel like seven is not as stupid as six, but still less okay than six. I guess I I might feel the same way. I think. I still think five is the best. I actually you know, five is the best. Unironically, four four out of five. I like five. It looks five good. It's good. got a, it's got a good look to it. Justin Lin brought some 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 real craftsmanship. I think Justin Lin was you know James Wan was praised for his uh, his uh, certain things he brought to this. Like people were psyched to see uh, spinning fans in the background of a lot of scenes, which he did in the Saw movies. Um, and he's he's a good horror director. Like at this point, he's directed some really good horror stuff. Bringing him in to do this, and I think Lynn still stayed on as an, a producer or whatever. But Lynn Lynn had a, had a, a, a flair, a swagger for for a lot of these scenes and the, the fight scenes. That the one thing that was really that actually really looked good in this was they did it a few times where in fights I felt like the fight scenes weren't that well directed. It was cut too quick, like so many are these days. But the having the camera attached to a person as they fell, so you would, so you'd go with them as they went through a table and stuff. He did that like five times and it was awesome. Yeah, I loved pretty, those. Pretty those were really cool. Like I think that the fight when uh, when DTRJ and, uh, and 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 transporter got state, got yeah. into it. Yeah, right. And that was crazy. All that glass. The set pieces were interesting beyond just no, the you know, car there stuff. Was, there, there was there was a couple of good stuff. So if this is going to be a spoilery thing, of course. The, the issue the issue I have with the movie is that everything with uh, the rock in it is fantastic. Right. It's just fantastic. He is perfect. Yeah. And he's perfect as a, as a, not, not a first, not a number one, not a, not a, not a second banana, but he's like a third banana in these movies. Yeah. And as third banana, he's f- phenomenal. He steals everything. Everything he says is just complete and utter drivel. <laughs> and it's, and he sells it so hard oh, and course. so bad with these yeah. little smirks on his face. It's fantastic. He's the new Schwarzenegger. Of but course. we have no one has found yet something for him to be in because in this day and age, post Will Smith, like, you know, hey, let's get you some, let's get you a whole bunch of PG movies to line up. You know, let's, sure, let's have yeah. you in uh, Race to Witch Mountain or whatever. Or like, well, he's on some HBO show that's going to come out now. Baller or something? I don't know. I saw you tell me. There's, there's, the things, there's things where he has to. You know, he's, he's whatever it is. He's always got a heart of gold. It's never just like a Schwarzenegger badass thing. Yeah, he needs to be in those types of movies. He I he could be the new Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's perfect in these roles. He he has. Uh, there was there was a line. Uh, so anyway, the spoiler is you know he gets he gets uh, he gets blown up basically in the beginning by by Statham, 
Um, you know, but he's okay. <laughs> he's, he's got a broken arm. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so the last we see of him for a long time is that him him telling uh, Dom that I officially sanction you to do whatever you want to this guy. You know? Bro code. Yeah, bro code. He totally goes bro code on him um, after they, they have some back and forth. And I and I hope that they, I, what I'm hoping is they went back and reshot a lot of that stuff to set it up so that The Rock is going to be the in, number in, two. In I, he has to be the number two. He has to, right? Because yeah. they were actually talking about stopping the franchise after uh, what's his name's death and it's made so much money so much yeah. money in two weeks so much money that they're like oh yeah we can't do that we can't do that we have to make an eighth one like we have to it's gonna end up it's gonna end up with a worldwide gross of like one and a half billion dollars it's gonna it's it's asinine <laughs> how much money this movie's gonna make that's pretty it crazy. made 300 something million in the opening weekend worldwide that's pretty crazy it was 157 in, in domestic I've never heard of that the highest opening ever is like one seventy something, one eighty something. I don't know for a Marvel movie. Right, That's yeah. the highest opening ever. This made one hundred and fifty-seven million dollars in opening weekend. It's insane. We saw it on a Saturday, right? In yeah. May. Yeah, it was a Thursday night opening. Yeah. Friday, yada yada yada. Uh, but it's it's just crazy because like, who? It's it's Vin Diesel. Who right. cares? Right. It's a bunch of and, and and like all the comedic relief characters. Can't act for crap. Uh, yeah, uh, Michelle, whatever her name is, is terrible. They're all terrible. They're everyone's terrible. They didn't even give Statham anything to chew on. Not really. No. He just he's just there, and his role is really he's he's uh, like as soon as you see like you know at the end of six that he's gonna be you're like oh this is gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just the, the 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 one of the funniest things to me. But like unintentionally funny so unintentionally funny that it wasn't funny to me at all and it actually bothered me every time it happened was that like they they have to go on these capers to make yeah. things happen the so they can missions. get to him and he keeps showing yeah, up at yeah. their capers yeah I like it like the like, point was like, hey, for hey, them to find him yeah he's in a dune buggy yeah. he shows <laughs> up like, in like hey. an armored dune buggy <laughs> yeah. like to try to kill them while they're doing their capers That's so they can great. get so they can get something to catch him and he's there That's stupid you talk about the Marvel movies this movie is the most like a cartoon of anything ever. It's literally like like the, the, wacky the stuff races. With, the or stuff something. with the Rock is the cartoon. Stuff. I know it's great. and so anyway, he's gone forever, and they do some wacky stuff. And to their credit, they found what, whatever Rock Tony Jaw was hiding under and brought him in to fight Paul Walker. Right. The, the the perfect send off for Paul Walker isn't a flowery speech at the end of a movie. No. It's the fact that the what he really did in this entire movie was fight Tony Jaw twice and then beat him. Which is right. stupid to imagine yeah, exactly. that you could actually. And I think it was funny when they, uh, the hot computer hacker chick, when she's labeling them all, mm-hmm. and she's like, "You're you're obviously ex law enforcement, so you must be the muscle." And at one point, and I, I'm thinking like, they have treated him like the muscle for like the last several movies. Like he's the ops person, but kind should of, he be? Yeah, because Vin, uh, Vin Diesel is a hulking. Yeah, they didn't really know what to do with I mean, him in six. At this point in his life, Vin Diesel looks like a, a penis, like a human on his head and everything. <laughs> he's just saggy and bulky and like. Whatever definition he had in muscle is gone at this point. He's just he's just large. He's like almost fifty or something, right? Isn't he pretty he's getting old? up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he named his uh, newborn daughter after Paul Walker. Oh. Yeah. Paul Walker Diesel. That's her name. Pauline or it's something. It's Paulina. So the, the rocks go on for a long time. Then yeah. at the end, so at the end, and things at the end start getting really stupid. No, but you get real scared that like that was it for him because that was a good scene at the beginning, 
And you're like, there's not enough time for everybody to get something. They, oh, they work in, they, they work they in three back. fast shit. I knew they cares, bring, I but, knew they bring them back. Oh, I, I was like, maybe. But yeah, they I brought Lucas Black back. Yeah, 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 for two seconds, yeah. thankfully. So, and, like, there's, there's, a lot, Dubai, there's a lot of subplots. The ghost protocol for a bit. Yeah, the ghost protocol. Uh, so, so they're, they're like the insane stuff. Like, the, actually, just looking back on it, the insane stuff that's in it is really, it's crazy that I'm not talking about things like them driving a car through three complete buildings on its way down. And then oh, yeah. They're like, I'm not even talking about that stuff because it's like irrelevant in the grand scope of how ridiculous things get. The last thing is just not that exciting, which is like a street fight in LA while a drone is chasing a series of cars. Right. The MacGuffin that carries everything through this whole movie is this stupid chip with this nonsensical tech garbage Yeah. where all you ever hear is like, oh, I'm uploading it now. Oh, I'm doing this now. The, the helicopter pilot for Jimon Hansu's mm-hmm. warlord character, who's yeah. like completely kind of irrelevant in the mm-hmm. movie, but he's just there to go. This, this is actually one of the things I found really funny was he's, he's in like the last 10 minutes of the movie pretty heavily as he sits in the helicopter um, and the guy keeps going, Oh, hey, we got a lock on him. And he goes, fire! <laughs> and so they shoot a, a missile, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then, like, a little bit later, like, oh, he's in another car. Oh, we got a lock on him. He's like, fire! <laughs> and then every other line is, the guy goes, oh, we missed him. And he goes, what? <laughs> so he just says, what? And fire over and over and over. Pretty much. And, and <laughs> it's just a waste of Jimon Hansu. I feel like that's all he does in movies now. Uh, he, he did that in Guardians of the Galaxy, basically. But it's just stupid. All this tech stuff is tech nonsense. It's just so stupid. Yeah, but get, and who, Kurt who, Russell's dumb, too. Who sells us on it, man? Kurt Russell comes in to sell us no, on God's but, but that was dumb. It was you dumb. Like Kurt Russell? No, he, he was okay. The, the thing about the, the Belgian ale, yeah. I have a friend who brews beer, and I told him about that, and he's like, oh. he, he thought that was pretty amusing. Uh, but, but like his Belgian ale is really good actually. But but he, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't like his stuff, and he and he was kind of just there. I felt like he was just there as a joke mostly. Well, anyway, I, I felt like he he wasn't he was doing. You're a not little... qualified. You're not qualified. Oh, wow. you're, you're biased. Okay. You're biased. I'm sorry. You have a Kurt Russell bias. Yeah, but you do too. Not as much as you. Okay, uh, you people you people who like Kurt Russell in the thing are fundamentally different from people who like Kurt Russell in Big Trouble. I like him in both, though. Yeah, but you like Big Trouble more. Not more. Yes, it's a different movie. No. It's a different movie. If no. you ask me which one is the... If you could only... If one could only exist, which one's a more important movie, I would tell you the thing is more important. I can, you don't I like can, it more. I can judge that. You don't like it more. They're different movies. Mm. I, there would be a time when I'd be like, gotta watch that. If someone said, hey, let's Sophie's watch Choice, this, Ian. That. Sophie's Choice. I already did that. I said the more important one is the you thing. You don't pick the more important kid. You pick the cuter kid. What difference does that make? Yeah, the one who's going to have a better chance of procreating. Passing on your genetic It doesn't necessarily hold. Code. With kids, you know that doesn't hold. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I was a very cute kid. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So then, L.A. is blowing up. Oh, yes. And, that's right. you know, a couple of cops come out for it. That's about it. Two or three. Yeah. It was someone. It was either you or Mark who was, uh, after the movie, was like, you know, I feel like... Uh, they would have sent in the army or something pretty quickly. It was quickly. probably Mark. Because you guys were showing time <laughs> yeah. in the parking lot while I was waiting for the secret Yeah, you were ending. waiting for a secret ending that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so LA's blowing up and stuff, and, and he's sitting there watching something. The Rock is. Yeah. And uh, it's like, breaking news, like, LA is being blown up right now by a bunch of stuff. And he he, tur- he turns to the camera, which is outside his hospital window, and he goes, Toretto. Like, with this... 
yeah. with this sneer on his face. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. And then he gets up and he breaks his cast by flexing, which yeah. is so fantastic. Yeah. And then he takes like eight Norcos <laughs> and and oh my gosh, it, it, everything he everything he touches turns to gold in, course, in these yeah. movies, including that ambulance. Yeah, the ambulance that he just somehow miraculously like he he stole it from the hospital. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. No, no. What I'm saying is he miraculously finds where the drone is going and then catches it by driving off. Yeah. And then and then he comes out. He needed that drone and he headshots the drone, uh-huh. which he didn't need which to do. Which is a callback to what he did to uh, to to Buko or whatever in five. Right, right. But and then and then he carries around the minigun and Mark Mark once again was like. Yeah, the minigun that had no power source and wasn't plugged into anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah, so every, every... Oh, my gosh. It was just fantastic. Every line he said. Plus, every every single person he talked to in the movie, he either called boy or woman. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Just fantastic. Yeah. Just a, a gigantic, greasy, sexist pig. I love him. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, now. I love him. It was, it was great. But here's the thing. Like, it just... It felt empty. It felt empty? Wow, you do all this excitement and all this emotion behind your voice, and then you just end with the rock stuff. But then it felt the empty. Rock. Well, it felt empty because what's behind it just didn't matter that much to me. The, in the other ones, there seemed like a real purpose. And in this case, there's a guy hunting them, so they got to yeah, try to hunt the guy. It's whatever. kind of a switcheroo. But, but you can... I, I really feel like you can tell how much they chopped this movie up. They claim they had most of his stuff shot. I don't believe that because he's almost not in the movie. No, I he's think he's in, in the movie more than six. He's in it a ton. However, I feel like he had very little dialogue. They gave him a scene with with Jordana Brewster on the phone. He has the scenes in the beginning where he worries about how his life's going to be and stuff like that. That it's not fun anymore. And domesticated. And then he has crazy stunt set piece. And then a, and then at the end, a huge fight scene with Jaw. Where they slide down the stairs? Yeah. I thought that was cool. I almost thought he was going to go speed on him and hold him up to one of those things. That would have been great. Head off. Yeah. I'm taller. Yeah, you know, I, I, I in reference know. to his hero. I feel like that they they did what they did a good job considering whatever they had to do to like put that character to rest. When if you think no no they, he they was did. the main character of the no, first listen, one no listen and they, there was always that yeah. thing about him. They did great with yeah. with what they could, but I yeah. but I wonder what would have been different because I feel like they literally had to change the story. I feel like they rewrote and reshot a bunch of the movie. I feel Who's like that's say, what they did. I mean, six felt like it was the last one, and then they ended like nope one. And then that one felt like, okay, maybe this will be the last one, seven. It felt much, even before Paul Rocker's passing and everything, it still felt like this is, this is going to be it. Now they're going to be hunted, and it's going to be Jason Statham, and that's about as big as you can get with the car movie stuff, and that'll be kind of a closure. And that felt like, so I feel like maybe they would have done more with him, and they just would have done more with what they were already doing. You know, like, they put it. So put Statham's it still frame. alive. Yeah. Uh in Mega Luke, 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 what's his name, is still alive. Luke Evans? Yeah, Luke, he's still alive, Luke's right? Black? Even No, Luke uh, Evans, yeah. Oh, no, oh, oh the uh, uh, Shaw? Yeah. The other Shaw brother? Owen Shaw. Owen Shaw? Yeah, it turns out in the beginning he's still alive. In that actually pretty, crippled. F- pretty funny scene yeah. where uh, as Statham's leaving, you, you see that he basically Decimated killed 70 people to get in there and, yeah. and uh, talk to his brother's comatose body. But so this is what they should do for the next few. So the next one, Owen comes back, and he's like, oh, i got to get revenge. But we know Statham's still alive, too. He's just in a jail cell. Yeah. So he gets out, and he's like, oh, i got to get revenge in nine. So they just do that over and over. What do you think? Who knows? What else can they come up with? I say that, and that's totally stupid, because they came up with four pretty insane things in a row. Yeah, I don't really know. I mean, like you said, the money's in the money, and so they're going to do another one, because it will, even if it loses money, it will still probably be worth it to know you know that's not gonna 
lose money. Well, I mean, it, I how much lose, does it cost? That it would lose money. But what's the most it can much. cost to take uh, to to make one of those movies? At the most, two hundred million dollars. At the very most, right, yeah. potentially, could yeah. it cost that much? They're going to make uh, the the eighth one just because of what this did financially. Will guaranteed make a billion dollars worldwide. That's a pretty large gross. That's pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't know what they would do. It's not my job to figure it out. What'd you give it? Uh, probably a three and a half. Probably the same as six. I if I it, had to give, I give it a rating. three. I liked it a little less than six. I think I liked it a little less than six as well. But there were parts of it I liked more than six. Uh, I hadn't seen six in a while. I still think five is the best. Six, six I, I don't even remember almost anything from it except for how great The Rock was in it. I, don't, I remember and, it being more than him and Tyrese back and forth was really good. And the airplane thing at the end, that's really all I remember. The airplane thing, yeah. Which is like insane. Yeah. The Ty- Tyrese sucks. He oh, sucks. he's okay. In no, he's bits. not. And, and whoever is writing this... Like, they should, could have brought in somebody in to punch up the jokes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they should have he, He's supposed to be sure. the comedic relief. In, this, in Seven, he's not very good at all. He's terrible in Seven. Yeah, I agree. And, and Ludacris can't act to save his life. And I, I don't know why I feel bad saying that. Why should I feel bad saying that? I don't know. I, I always bad. liked Ludacris in He's terrible. I feel like he, he, he commits act. to whatever he's doing. The only thing I liked uh, seeing uh, happen to him was, uh, what's his name, uh, Howard beating him up in uh, the end of uh, Hustle and Flow. Well, I didn't see that. Oh, sorry. Now you spoiled Hustle and Flow. I can never watch Hustle and Flow. That's a good movie. Maybe. Your boy, uh, who makes Empire, made it. I don't know who that is. Craig Brewer, the director. Okay. Did he do something I like that I don't know about? Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, and Empire. Oh, okay. He's good. He's good. Okay. Hustle and Flow is a good movie. You haven't seen that? No. Are you racist? Is it because of a race thing? No, I just didn't see it. I'm not you into. You don't like the raps. I'm not into. There's white people in it. I'm not as into right. You know when? <laughs> so when Daniel was trying to sell me on the wire years ago, yeah. before it got super hipster crazy, uh, at one point he's like, "Oh no, man! I'll, you know, I'll look, I'll get you. You should totally watch it." Blah blah blah. And then he says to me, he says this thing like, he says, "I mean, it is mostly just black people in it." And I'm like, "So what?" <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Like, what does that have to do with the story? Like, I don't get why that would affect whether or not I would watch the show. It's, you know, it's it's what it's about, you know. So, it's, a, okay, I haven't seen Eighth Mile either. I just don't really Eighth care. Mile. Whatever it's called. Yeah, See, you know I didn't get it, it right. Black so unracist that. that I didn't get There's it right. There's black people on that, too. Is Lando going to be in Star Wars? That's the question. Is he, I haven't seen Trailer 2 yet. I need to see. You need to see Trailer 2. I need to see Trailer 2. But I didn't see Lando in it. There's more shots of the black stormtrooper pulling off his helmet and looking conflicted. There's more, more of that. I don't. Oh, okay. Remember how he does that at one point in the first trailer? The very beginning. Yeah. So it happens in this one in a, in another scene. Like he doesn't look conflicted. He looks like scared. Yeah, he looks scared and conflicted. Maybe a little conflicted. I'll give you that. It looks it's good. It's got a big long uh, Mark Hamill voiceover in it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. He's like what he does. He's, he's voice actor. Yeah, voice actor. Yeah, that's good. Hey man, that's all I care about. I get to see new Luke Skywalker. I'm more excited about that than I really want to admit. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually... Because that was 1983. I'm, I'm I'm, we're going to get a B or a B plus out of anything J.J. Abrams directs. But I'm, I'm what so... What about Ryan I'm Johnson so, for the second one? I'm second so, Empire? I'm so excited to see competent people make this franchise again. That's what I want to see. I, wanna see, I, I can't yeah. wait to see what this happens in the hands of competent people. Yeah. I know. Less than a year. Christmas, yeah. So that'll be Bond and then uh, Star Wars. Oh, that's a crazy couple of months. Yeah, this it's year. two movies, really. We, we, there's not a lot in the no. summer. 
We get we get the Avengers and we get the Ant Man thing a couple What's months Mad later. Max? Who cares? Oh, Mad Max is in May. It's in like a, a that's that. summer movie season. Dude. No, you know, I didn't. I forgot about Mad Max. Yeah, I always forget. This this, this, this year has a, an insane amount of blockbusters coming out. Well, I just named three. Oh, you count the year, not the, the summer. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good goodly sum. I mean, the, the following year is going to have the Superman one, and it's going to have the. That was a fart noise. I don't know, Captain. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. I guess there's been a 22nd trailer released that shows some, you know, the cowl or something dumb like that. I hope the whole movie is just Batman and Superman having sex with each other. Oh. I hope that's all it is. Just like an hour and a half. It's not. I mean, they won't do that. Well, two and a half. Two and a half hours of them just, you know, right, yeah. 69, whatever. <laughs> awesome. So what everyone wanted to see. They've been yeah. clamoring. <laughs> and then, and then and there'll be a box in the corner yeah. of the screen, which is Zack Snyder just going, This is what you wanted! Is this what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? Desperately. Not angry, but desperate. No, like, because he, he doesn't know. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't have anything to copy this time. Yeah. I didn't have anything to adapt. But they're cop- they're cop- I didn't have anything to adapt panel for panel this time. They're, 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 they're yammeringly grabbing all of the, like, oh no, it's going to be darker. And oh, they're just going to do Dark Knight Returns in some half assed, horrible way. They're going to contextualize it given what they did in, in Man of Steel that Superman is, like, sort of a legitimate threat. Because look at what happened to Metropolis, and that's going to probably bring Batman kind of out of retirement, and he's going to be like, "You're not a good situation." And then Lex is Luthor's it in the same continuity of the Batman movies? Luthor's going to do not the old ones, the new ones. What new ones? Is it in? Is it the Nolan in the same? No, continuity it's not. The ones? Then Christian why, Bale. Then why was he in retirement? Why does he come back? It's Ben Affleck. It's, it's not a sixty-year-old man. It's an older it's Ben Affleck. But it's he's supposed forty. To, it's supposed to be an older Batman. They've said. And they, 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 the costume looks like it's the Dark Knight. They're just going for the stuff that it's popularist because they're so un, they're so fucking insecure. They have, they've been, they're trailing Marvel, but now they're trying to, but no jokes in ours. Ours are hardcore, more gritty, more serious. I know I just talked about Superman and Batman having 69, but Ian, this is a family podcast. Right. So you keep swearing. Yeah, right. You get, you get, you get your dander up. You get I your do. ire going when you start talking about DC. It makes me mad DC. when stuff should, should be... Because they they just they just botch it. It is it's just bothersome that they're that sad. DC should be confident and, and and happy go lucky. And you know they've always done well when they did stories like that. I mean, well ish. I mean, don't just try to be Marvel. Marvel is different. And they're both shit now. For you, Christ's sake, you're, you're, you're telling you're telling a you're telling a movie studio that's goal is to crush its competitors. Not to try to do the same thing as them. Well, they're already saying they're not. There's a there, there's a market, but I mean, like no, but they're saying they're not, and that's where they're losing the market. They're saying ours are more gritty, ours are less humorous, and already Guardians of the Galaxy crowd pleasing. So you do a Superman movie with some fucking jokes in it. I'm I'm actually arguing that in the case of the movies, in the comics, it's a different thing. In the comics, DC should be more. Like you know, hearkening back to the to older stuff, it should be a little more nostalgic because that's just their old their older heroes. And Marvel is more from the '60s, you know. And you can use those things, and sure, everything changes and whatever. But instead, now all they ever do is just these events, just these giant events, just reinvent the wheel, a new number one every six weeks. And it, it, talking about stuff mattering in comics is, is dumb. But at the same time, if you're trying to appeal to 
oh, you know, you know. It'd be like if you reinvented the recipe of cigarettes every six weeks, and you're trying to get people hooked. But they the perfected thing. it the first time, right? And so you, you know, you perfect it, and and you nuance it, and you you tweak it, but you don't just reinvent the recipe every six weeks because you're hoping to get new people in on it. This one tastes like licorice. It's just, uh, it just pisses me off. I don't know no better. I know you're right. It is about bottom line. And Man of Steel made a zillion dollars, so they'll do whatever they do. Are you sure that this... I'm pretty sure, considering Nolan's involvement, and considering... Do you think it's supposed to be in continuity the, with the I think it ones? is. All the, the Wayne Corp stuff. You I think, think you think is. that Affleck's just going to be the Bale character after 10 years or something weird like that? Like yeah, just yeah gonna... that doesn't matter. Actor doesn't matter. Who the actor is doesn't matter. Right, but but you think it's supposed to be the same person? The same way? The same I, I just can't imagine that Nolan would would be involved if that wasn't the a case. dump truck of money for Superman to try a story out that way. I can't imagine that. As a producer, you, what do you do? You do almost nothing. Oh, I feel like... On. I mean, Producers you know, and Nolan wants to do his own movies and get to do giant blockbusters on his own terms, and the only way he gets to do that is if Warner Brothers signs off, and that means he agrees to do other things. He got to do Interstellar because of the success of the Batman movies. He gets to do, uh, you know, he got to do Inception because of that. He's one of the only directors that gets to make halfway original giant blockbuster movies on his own terms for the most part these days and so you know you can't say that, that that he's not you know making some deal with somebody to do that that's a big damn sin city right there yeah the whole thing in one which is the way i like it right. they haven't they don't make akira that way though akira the manga the manga yeah okay well well of course i don't know i didn't know you read manga not very much. I read Akira, though. It's pretty good. I read uh, a few manga before, and when I got to the end, I was like, this kind of seems like it should be the beginning. Oh, of course. You get it? You get it? Because right, they read backwards. Yeah. Yes. That's a good get the joke. joke. But it actually is like a doubly joke, because a lot of times, yeah. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'll flip through that uh, uh, Otaku USA. Right. And uh, they've got a manga section in the middle of it always, and... Uh, well, they should. It's, it's funny because like it's I don't I don't really know who the target audience is for an otaku magazine, but it's like it's all written like so that you know fourteen year olds can get psyched about it, and then it's got the section of uh, I always forget what this is called. You think I would remember it, but the section of the uh, for the manga that is uh, uh, gay porn. This dudes banging each other. There's a name for it. Uh, so there, so there's there's sections that talk about regular manga, and then section talks about that. And then something, and then, and then there's like reviews of anime, mm -hmm. and anime movies, and anime series, and then there's new and old, right? Yeah, and then there's uh, a section in the middle which is actual manga, bits of manga that they want you to look look at to see if you'd like to buy it, maybe. And then the end is like features, and the features that like Paul Chapman or this guy or that guy writes that uh, where they talk about um, a standout series or a standout movie or something like that right. and, and, the and prestige right. stuff yeah but it, but it's funny because like in the manga section um, a lot of it's like pretty standard manga stuff and then every once in a while there's just like a brutally violent couple pages of something in it like right in the middle and I'm just like man who's this who's the target audience for this it's just all over the map it is I mean because because it's I want to know who reads 
the gay porn stuff in Japan? I don't know. Gay people? Girls? Yeah, no, see, I wonder if it's the girls thing, because, uh... Yeah. They're pretty boys, right? Well, no, they're always pretty boys, yeah, Yeah. but, but, but... I didn't know that girls were into dudes sucking each other's dicks like it, as a hot know. as a hot thing. It's but, not my but I've known like I've known a couple of like anime girls and stuff like yeah. that, and they all profess to be into that stuff. So you're probably right. So maybe maybe that is the market. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, and there's a lot of like there's just this, I mean it's it's not one genre, so it's not one. And it's audience. funny they, they put they put the ratings of yeah. what each uh, title is. Yeah. And, uh, what's funny is that a lot of the gay porn ones are like. 17 up, 17 up, and some of them like 14 up. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so you can give your 14 year old, I think you're gonna like this one. Check this out. A 15 you know? year old, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, cool. They're just kissing with their shirts off. And then <laughs> so it goes, man. Uh, it's a changing world. It's a, it's a, the, uh, the synopsis of, of most of them is this uh, an older, more assured person. Right. Uh, basically, uh, you know, a younger, upstart, brash one, and they start have feelings for each other falls under his tutelage for something and right. then you know it, it's yeah that, that, that's how they do a lot of I just can't I just it's just weird that like I mean I don't know I, I feel I think Japan is actually a very uh, culturally repressed society and they have a lot of very specific like pornography laws and stuff right. so it's weird that there's a very large market but for they make a particular very bizarre type. pornography as well so it's kind of a weird yeah but i mean like, and you can I mean, buy like, girl underwear but like they blur out but they, like they blur out dicks and stuff right. they can't yeah, show, yeah, it, you know. it's it's even more um, right. Right. Hi- hypocritical the than the states the, the, the vending machines it's yeah. like it's there but you yeah. can't do the, yeah, you, you yeah. put a black bar over it and it's like yeah the black bar that doesn't do anything so here's another thing i read so so tell me about this so you're always saying that things aren't available and then Otaku USA says, like, it is available. Well, a lot of stuff is streaming, and it's getting more replete. Well, like, Crunchyroll does this, and this yeah, does yeah. that. Or whatever. Funimation has But their they're own talking about network. things that you can actually buy as a series in L.A., and, or, or in, in USA. And uh, and they were talking about one that's supposedly a fantastic, and I forget. Is it still Kill the name. Kill? No, it's not, no. They, everyone loves it still, but right. it's the Gurren Lagann guys. It can't be bad, right? My, uh, my friend Micah watched it. He said, he's like... It's really weird for like the first half, and then it's fantastic. Well, that's you. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna probably start it on Saturday. Uh, I got it on DVR. I, I convinced him to watch Gurren Lagann, and we've had some conversations about it. But uh, he, cool. uh, yeah, it's a good one. He's 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 still mulling it over what he thought about it at the end because he was liking it more and more and more and more. And I was like, oh man, the last two episodes are totally crazy. The last two episodes are totally crazy. And then after the last two episodes, he's like, he's like, I don't know, I don't really know what to think about it yeah. anymore. I think Gurren Lagann ended on a kind of a much more dour note than it should have. Yeah, but I'm just talking about the complete psychedelia oh, of, yeah. no, of that was what amazing. actually happened. That was crazy. And them fighting in gigantic mechas on the floor of the universe. Yeah, and of like, Yeah, just, just phenomenal. Like, just asinine stuff. Just fantastic. That, right. was, that was great. It still, uh, still has the best opening of any... And I, I'll tell people this. I loaded it to Matt and I said, you know, not to oversell it, Matt, or whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, the, it's got the best... Opening and best first episode of any show I've ever seen. Not anime, not, not any, any show I've ever seen. That's the best opening episode of any show I've ever seen. It I feel just, like it just I feel sets like it, it down. It sets everything. He's digging in the dirt, talking like, about how his parents yeah, died I feel and like he's going to die. I feel like it's memorable. It's super but... epic, and it's just like it hits you exactly like emotionally. You're just you're already on board. You already understand. You already like it. And then that said, I don't like it. I don't like that character. I don't like Simone. 
Well, you're not really gonna like him early on, and then like you all. kind of yeah. Even later, when he's not a bitch, I don't he like kind of he kind of gets uh, you know pushed around and done around. But yeah, victim of the circumstance. It's like you don't really like Luke Skywalker either, but you kind That's of are, you kind That's of true. are on his corner. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough to it's tough with that hero's journey character because usually the side characters and the plot and the mm-hmm. spectacle of things are more interesting. You know, the villains and stuff because they're like you said they're anyway. more old and everything. So, they were talking about this fantastic series that's relatively new that you can now watch in the U.S., but you can only see it with huge black bars over the horrific, gory violence that happens in it. Like, the most violent... And immediately I was like, oh, I need to see this. It doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, like, Angel Cop or something. Someone just, you know, gets shot in the head and the brains and the eyes. And Ghost in the Shell. Whatever it was. They were, I don't understand what the violence, how the violence is that much worse. That they, but, is that a new but, thing? But w- the point is. Oh, it's got to be because the they, they we, we don't have an Americanized version yet. Yeah. So okay. what you're getting is That's just the Japanese, Japanese version, version, which yeah. apparently only exists as gigantic black bars across the screen constantly. That's stupid. Maybe that's part of a gimmick. Maybe it's a comedy. It's not a comedy. It's supposed to be an awesome, violent monster show or something. Well, they'll get to it. Is it that Parasite one? I've heard about that. It's hard because I'll check the anime news site and uh, it's all set up in blocks for like tablets, you know, like all the websites are now. This is an angry old Republican. Let's hear your problem with the tablets. I don't have a problem with the tablets. It's just—it's all set up in blocks. It's actually—it's ah! fine. It's fine to look at it. Some, it used to be just easier to like, kind of just. My scroll PS2 down. port mouse just doesn't work like it used to. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna have to upgrade one of those ball ones. Yeah, exactly. The ball mouses, the ball mice, the ball mice. Anyway, so every now and again, you'll see like, oh, that looks interesting, or oh, and then a 486 oh, is running slow. I'm gonna take it into the boys down. Yeah. I got a 28.8 modem or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> But my point is that the, it's just, you have to sort through so much shit to know what's going on, and then you just have to give it a bunch of time, and then... No, you know what? For years, <laughs> websites have already been set up that way, but you're just, you're just... You're, no, no, I'm not, I'm not bitching about that! You are. You I'm are. talking about actual, I'm talking about, you're talking do, about... Do you remember Ain't It Cool News? No, no, you're talking about anime, and being able to find it, and being able to identify when something good has come it's out. It's the same as anything. Right. It's the same as movies. Ain't It Cool News works the same way. They tell you about things that aren't going to be out for a year and you're going to forget by the time it happens that you yeah. read about it. Well, and and it's 50 things and the Ain't It Cool News website has always been set up so that it's it's like offset columns of things all over the page yeah. of just nonsense. Like, oh, this is written by Mo- this is by Moriarty and this is by this guy and this is by Harry and this is by... And, and it's just like, hey, I saw... I saw a sneak preview of this movie and it was super cool. No, no, like, no, but no, but the thing is, really, uh, there it's just like it's like a link baity thing because it's like, oh, the, like Cowboy Bebop director and the headline, and you click it, and it's like, uh, and other people were associated with a thirty-second Pepsi ad. It was, and you're like, I don't give a shit about that, you know? <laughs> like, like it's that's what's frustrating because you're trying to find information. Shinchiro, you're fi- Watanabe. Watanabe. You're trying to find like information I don't about. Know why like, I remember that name? That's crazy. Because it's, it's fun. Why not? You're trying to find information about like good shows being made by interesting people or whatever, and it's just you just have to sift through this extra. It's more difficult than it needs to be because, like it said, they got to run a business, and the more clicks they get, the more things they get. You know, fine. So link bait exists. You know, whatever. Uh, it just kind of sucks sometimes. So I end up behind on things. 
comics come out that I knew were going to come out because I eventually saw an article about it, and then it's like, now it's too late, and now you can't get issue one because they came, it came out. And, yeah, it's frustrating. How do you get, how do you get first press issues of, issue ones of things? How do you get those? You can tell the comic book guy to hold you one to, hold, to get you one stores actually physically get them these two, days or two they're months, just all sold in advance well no stores will get first print printings I think I think it just depends on if people, if people are with it or not it depends like, like that, that trees that Warren Ellis book I loaned you like yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a first printing of that first issue I have a second printing of the, a first printing of the second issue of Saga that I bought for three dollars when I was down in LA and then when I was scrolling around like a year like maybe two mm-hmm. years ago on like a, just a comic book website, you know, uh, for buying comic books and stuff, and it was going for like sixty bucks. Nice. And I mean, like, so I, I, I my head immediately just cut that in half for whatever reasons, right. and I'm like, still, that's a ten, ten times increase in like a year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So the trick with that is, same with 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 basketball cards, baseball cards, football cards, <laughs> yeah. is that a few years after something comes out. It's the numbers will spike yeah, if course. it's a popular thing, and then it's just going to go the away. The futures market dis- dwindles. It's going to go away until suddenly, sixty years down the road, and then it's going to go way, 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 yeah. way up. If it turns into a movie franchise sell, or something, sell your collection for. Uh, so you either have to sell, so you either have to sell pretty early on to get a little bit, yeah, or you just sit on it for years and years and years and hope that your uh, grandkids don't throw it away in the attic. I guess, yeah. yeah. In my case, I just like yeah. You won't have to worry about the, the books. Right? The books I have, yeah. Well, no, I will. I will have to worry about getting rid of all this stuff, though. All this shit, my shelf of bullshit cartoons and whatever else. Hey, it's good stuff to have, man. It's good stuff to have for now, for a few more years, for sure. Is that the new Animal Man or the old Animal Man? That's the Grant Morrison. Okay. That's the whole thing. If you wanted to borrow that, I would it's like, some I would interesting like stuff. He's got his uh, Doom Patrols out too, but I haven't bought it yet. It keeps dro- I put these things on my wish list on Amazon and just watch them drop. You know, drop sixteen percent. You know and stuff. So that's good. Like, that's I good would rather pay yeah, yeah. You know, oh, for seventy sure. bucks for it than one hundred and twenty. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In a year. No, there's there's some good stuff in there. Um, I like the Omni Buy. I, I went on an Omni Buy kick for a while there. And uh, I mean, yeah, there's some neat stuff. What else have you watched? You seen any movies lately? I watched W on Netflix. I've not been good with movies recently. I watched the, the Roger Ebert doc, Life Itself. Oh, was that good? It was It was interesting, but I mean, it invariably became more about, because it was essentially documenting him as he was dying at the end. You know, I've been, uh, follow, I've been following Chaz Ebert for years, and I just realized the other day that she's black. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was, it was just a strange uh, discovery to me, okay. like that I felt like I should have known that. Like I might have known that a long time what ago. What do you follow her for? Is she does she do stuff like she she she, 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 she mostly curate his stuff. She curates his stuff. Yeah. yeah. So she she's yeah she's big into uh, and she basically uh, is the head of uh, so uh, actually his website now is a really cool collection of film reviewers, Mac yeah. Zeller sites, and a whole bunch of different guys, and they're they're all uh, uh, it's it's like a, it's like a it's a, its own site. It's like the Dissolve or something. Right. It's just film reviewers. It's really good, and she's like the head of it. Yeah. That's cool. That's good. That they they kind of have some legacy stuff there. Yeah. For no, the the thing is like the early on the documentary gets into like his early stuff in Chicago, and then it gets into like the stuff he would do and can, and it almost you almost start to feel like, and I hate to say this, like it would be almost more interesting as a biopic about this guy, 
like having adventures, being a newspaper guy back when there were newspaper people, back when like somebody could make a living being a film critic on a newspaper, hanging around in Chicago, being a drunk for a few years and sobering up and traveling the world, getting married at 50 and having, yeah. having, having, you know, a wife with, you know, stepkids and just this whole like, like experience. So, right. um, and apparently, you know, he's one of these like Asimov types, you know, where he's got all kinds of other things he's written about and other books. So, you know, so he's probably one of those certifiable types, you know, and because, you know, Asimov he wrote sci-fi, but also was like a, did hard science fiction stuff and, I remember one of my teachers once was like, you know, I've got a, I've got a giant book that's all this like Shakespeare analysis stuff. It's written by Isaac Asimov. <laughs> so yeah, those... it, it always scares me having having always wanted to be a writer. Yeah, it uh, does scare see, the shit out of me. Seeing seeing prolificness, uh, how how prolific many of these people were. I'm it makes me like like man, like just wanting to write, and yeah. thinking you're kind of good at it. It doesn't, doesn't replace the fact that these people spent like 18 hours a day, seven days a week writing yeah. on whatever. Like, that's just crazy. Yeah, Morrison does his <laughs> 16 hours and he's just comic books. But then you think of someone, I mean, yeah, you have to have multiple interests or whatever. And it's 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 annoying to me because I know I'm not a smart guy. I mean, maybe I can string some words to together, but... You have to be smart, right? Well, but you have you to have experience. You have to have a good perspective, and then you have to just kind of put things together and sell a story. Uh, a friend of mine uh, the other day, he texted me and he goes, and he's always, he's always been really, really. We talk about books, and he likes great authors and great books. And he talks about Nobel Prize winners and all these things. And, right. and the other day, he's like, I read some Lee Child's books. The guy who writes the Jack Reacher series. Okay. And he's British. He's a British right. guy, but he writes this American whatever. All right. Uh, and he's like, he's really good. He's a great writer. And I've I've read I've flipped through a couple of them. It's just it's really concise, straightforward. Yeah. And it, like, there's good, clean, quick, tight writing out there. Yeah. And, like that, Hemingway. and and what's fun, exactly like Hemingway, except for not so about bullshit. Like it's about it's about stuff instead. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, but it's funny. Like, and you think about it, you're like, yeah, but, but that's not really, you know, nobody cares. But no, they actually do. That's why he's written 17 books in a series because he's a he's a huge bestseller. Because people, yes. yeah, people buy that stuff. Yeah, because people buy that. If you want to be a writer, they buy that. The, the the guy who wrote uh, Michael Connolly, the guy who wrote he, he wrote uh, there's a series that the Lincoln lawyer is part of, mm -hmm. and there's a series that uh, he has this detective named. Uh, Harry Bosch. That's a uh, Netflix, uh, Amazon series. Oh, is there? Channel. Yeah. Uh, Michael Connolly. Same thing. Really clean, tight, concise. Books are short. You get in, you get out, and it's like yeah. a hard-boiled whatever. It's awesome. It's really good. It's, and these people make fantastic livings doing this. That's, like, that's what you can you do. You don't yeah. have to write Thomas Pinchon stuff. You don't have no, you to don't. do that. You but you know what I'm beginning to realize, as pretentious as it sounds, just even trying to muddle my way through Gravity's Rainbow... Is I, I always want to sit down and I, my whole life, not my whole life, but anytime I try to be a writer, it's like, oh, I, maybe I'll write this like YA adventure story about airships and ice and cool stuff that I'd like to see. And I try to do it and I start to do it and I just, I don't know, I can't make it do it. But then I'm, then I'm reading something like Gravity's Rainbow and I'm like, this is just so weird. Like, this is how like I think about stuff. Yeah. And, do, and I'm like, maybe I'm one of those pretentious, weird stream of consciousness writers. Right. And not you know, like an adventure writer. Like, I want to be the adventure until, writer. Until you read Pinchon, until you read Vonnegut, until you read a whole bunch of these guys who are who are 
I think Vonnegut's Vonnegut's, so facto great writers and and renowned and very critically acclaimed and respected writers and will go down as great American writers, whatever. You read it and you're like, this is crazy, wacky, sci-fi, like funny. Like like Pinchon is actually pretty funny. Yeah. Vonnegut's funny. Uh, So many people like Vonnegut's very funny. But Vonnegut, I think, was like... Like I said, Slaughterhouse-Five is the only Vonnegut I've read. I've read a couple of short stories. Yeah. And I, 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 for Pinchon, I've just read, you know, 100 pages of Gravity's Rainbow. That's where I'm at with that. And yes, I'm getting some humor out of that, but that's still, like, that's much more dense and difficult. Like, literally, it's dense in terms of the writing. Uh-huh. It's solid chunks of text, not a lot of dialogue or anything. And even the dialogue, it's hard to place where anything's happening. It's all mm-hmm. just, like, hard to... Have you read any Joyce? James Joyce? Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe it's, no. Isn't Portrait of an Artist as a yeah, young man? Yeah. I did. That, 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 that's that. that's very edible for James Joyce, and I that's suppose, and yeah. that's a character who ends up in Ulysses and all and all this stuff. But so the stuff the stuff he does does in writing, like you, eventually you learn to read stream of consciousness, stream of consciousness, like they learned to write it, right. and you just kind of just plow through it. Yeah, and a couple of pages go by. And then you realize what happened two pages ago, and it just follows you like that. Well, for me, it's, 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 for it, me, it's it, more it becomes, just like it, it eventually accumulates into a scene in my head, yeah. and and then that's, I that's can how, kind that's of appreciate. Should, that's how it should work, and, or it accumulates into like you're actually in the mind of that character, perceiving things in that unique, weird mm-hmm. way, which is the way I perceive things when I'm weird. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting to look back at the history of modern literature and and think about it in the way that, that movies are told. So. They start out with a particularly clear, concise short story, and then eventually you move on to things that just become very sharp, carefully told, bigger and more epic things. And then eventually it becomes something where, like you know, more artistry is added into it, and then avant-garde elements and uh, abstract things, uh, you know. And and then it, it it's just cycles of stuff. And in literature, it's the same thing because. Dickens was, you know, a fantastic writer. Just as a writer, Dickens was maybe maybe the greatest writer ever. Who knows? And his stories are pretty straightforward. And they're big, epic, you know, funny, heartstring-tugging stories of, like, underdogs and this right. and that. And they were huge crowd-pleasers and huge... He, he was the biggest rock star on earth. There was nobody bigger than were Dickens. All, were most of his stories written, though, in that, like... Published as a chapter. In he did a lot of things. serializing, yeah. a lot of serializing, like in the Strand and stuff like that. The thing that Sherlock, you know, Sherlock Holmes was serialized in, but those those were stories. Yeah, you know. Uh, when you get to someone like Joyce, and Joyce is great, I, I think Joyce is fantastic. But it's like at that point, stories had run their course, yeah. and this was like exploring human thought and nature and feeling and all this stuff in in different ways. And it's stuck with with people, and it doesn't stick with everyone. Like it's it's it's. Very I still want daunting. a story too. It's very daunting. Yeah. Very daunting. I mean, because I have for, that in my own life, Mar- Marcel, and it's tough to do to then yeah. jump into someone else's. Marcel Proust is considered. Story, Marcel know? Proust is considered one of the greatest writers ever. Maybe top five. Maybe best ever. Who knows? And he wrote the one thing, which is the gigantic seven volume. They wrote from bed. A lot of it, yeah. Uh, and it's it's crazy dense stream of consciousness stuff a lot of it is but it's like he he was he was obsessed with memory he was obsessed with memory well yeah that's a huge deal um and that's what it's all about but like 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's just weird to see what has stuck with people over the years yeah. in terms of what's going I, I might have stuff. to just... I don't know that I can embrace... It's weird. It's this weird Catch-22 of like, I just want to watch... Catch-22 is difficult for a lot of people. I gave up on that one. It's difficult. And that's funny. I think it's really funny. I, 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 I guess I, I think... I don't know when it was. It was before I wrote Slaughterhouse-Five, but I, I just... It was dense. All the I, stuff I you have I, to read in I high felt, school. I felt like it was, it was not... Yeah, I just didn't do anything for me. That you, like, one. you like To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah, it was good. I read To Kill a Mockingbird. I read a bunch of the high school stuff because I got... Something dumb happened when I was a freshman in, in high school, and uh, like I scored the highest on the first stupid quiz that they gave in my English right. class. So the English professor was like, we should get you on, on the line to be in the AP. So mm-hmm. here's this whole list of books you should read for this test. It's going to happen in two years. So it's like, it's to kill a mockingbird. It's the Odyssey, you know, or the Iliad, or whichever one. It was the Odyssey. I read the Odyssey. So then I just, Iliad's those, good. I like those were my, yeah I, yeah, I like the Odyssey more, probably, because I like the one guy, you know, going through stuff. Um, I like the Iliad because uh, the gods are all really catty. And well, that's and the gods for you, man. They're ordered to not be involved and then the whole thing is just them sneaking off, off to, to help out who they want to help yeah. out because that person like has, has helped them out a lot. And stuff. Speaking of the gods, I think that's something I'm going to do pretty soon is get the uh, get all the, the um, Brian Azzarello, the the new 52, his run of Wonder Woman was apparently mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, I heard that. So I, I have to catch up on yeah. that at some point. Yeah, they made it less an Amazon thing and more she's, she's like, well, it's still an Amazon thing, but they they got rid of the garbage about her being like not a human being or not being like she's biological. like one of Zeus's daughters. She she, right? she yeah her her mother and Zeus got together, and so yeah. she's a half god. Classic, she's classic. she's basically Hercules, Hercules, Hercules yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than being made out of clay, which right. is just like yeah. literally. I, I was I was talking to a buddy of mine at work the other day, and I was like, we were talking about various uh, DC characters, and I was doing my normal spiel about how sucky DC is, except for Batman, and. Uh, and he said something about like what about Wonder Woman? I was like, she has an invisible jet. Well, I think they ever that years and years ago. Probably. And she has a her weapon is a lasso that can't be broken. It's the it's the stupidest thing ever. It's the stupidest thing ever. The only thing I like I've read a lot of Wonder Woman and various things. And the only thing that really sticks with me is in Dark Knight Strikes again how tall and scary Frank Miller made her look like she's seven feet tall mm-hmm. like just creepy and that's yeah. that's what sticks with me and he's and, and he as we all know is a raging misogynist Republican who everyone hates of course yeah, yeah. wrote the best Batman story that yeah. that ever yeah. exists yeah which everyone agrees is the mm-hmm. case <laughs> which is all about that it's basically Death Wish 3 he wrote he wrote Death Wish 3 is a Batman story he wrote, uh, which I left sitting the, on my dad's like reading pile. He wrote for like the a best year. Daredevil run that will ever exist. I don't know he about wrote, that because I've heard I've heard so many good writers and uh, that have written Daredevil since. Brew Baker's had a Daredevil run, and then what's his name? Who's the, just the go-to writer of comics for forever? Mark Wade. And they're always like talking about them, like they're great runs. Like there's good. I mean, Bendis did one. Probably not as. All good I as hear is that everyone right, just yeah. finished a great run on. Yeah. Everyone just does great runs. No, I know. Well, not dare. Not just Daredevil. Everything. Right. Oh man, you got to read their this guy and this artist run on this book and this right. and then on guess. this book. It's like constantly. Well, the rebirth thing or whatever. It's just eight issues. Oh, I'll give you this because this is stupid the way they organize the book. So Miller and Denny O'Neill, who's his editor, yeah. you know, on Daredevil, then they come. He comes in with this year one guy, uh, 
music. I will never be able to pronounce his last name, but the, the artist that did year one with him. Okay. And so they do one issue that's sort of a just intro, no count issue. And then the storyline starts. But they put the no count issue at the end. So it's all anticlimactic. So I read through the book. And then I'm like, here it is for con- continue continuity sake or whatever. Not for continuity sake, for completion sake. I'm like, you put issue 222 or something after all this. After the story is done. After the real story is done. Here's this issue that started before it. It doesn't really count, but kind of like it's just reminding you about some characters he set up in his original run. Right. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's shitty. So you might want to read the last issue right. first because it's just like this. Denny O'Neill co-wrote it with him or whatever. Like he's getting his feet wet back into Daredevil, and then it just starts, and it starts like immediately, and it doesn't doesn't waste a lot of time. And it's it's a good it's a good story, but it's it's very much like you know it's like a movie. It's just like that would be the way to do it if you were going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. We got from books back to comics. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not very literary. It's, it's uh, my problem it's is my problem is I can't keep my brain focused when I'm reading very well unless unless it's really painting a good picture for me and putting me in the place. Like the I stream of consciousness stuff is fucking hard because I, I had the same problem reading a textbook. You know, I just just I'll keep reading, but my brain will start thinking about other stuff. Nah, and I don't know what that is. I think it's just I, I do the same thing. I think I think I it's normal. Focus. I don't focus. You, you get you get used to stimulus in other forms of entertainment, and I think books end up getting the short end of the stick. Oh, absolutely. Because I think books are are in terms of all forms of entertainment, they might be maybe the most important because. Well, because yeah, because your brain has to do exactly that, yeah mo- and, the most and hev- most of the heavy lifting. Not only that, but the artistry that comes from the other end of the person creating it and putting it all out right in terms of words that then people digest is just right. is just fantastic. And it's, so it's the, one person, yeah. you know. So it's 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 really a very true form of artistry. It's not corporate. It's not a movie. It's not a TV show. Right. Not a comic book. Not these things that have all these sources of input. And 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 are by and large, let's be honest, an amalgamation of more than one form. If you're going to try to break it into, if you're going to try to break it into oh, like sure. first principles, I mean, yeah. a book is ink on a page, yeah, and a movie is sound and music and dialogue and singing and, and acting and, and color and light yeah. and all of. Like you said, it's all of the movie is probably the most engaging in all those forms, and then you've got like something like a comic book, which is. Some people would say, oh, well, a comic book's just like a drawn storyboards of a movie. But there's things you can do in a comic that you still can't do in a movie. There's effects you can get, like with the splash page. There's no... I mean, they talk about this in the commentary for the All-Star Superman animation. Uh, Tim talks about it. It's like, this was a splash page in the comic, and it was amazing, but, like, everything is a splash page in a movie. I right. mean, unless you do, like, an Ang Lee thing where you break it into a bunch of, sc- bunch of panels on the screen or something, right. which still doesn't really work. No, that's that's the thing is that with each of these things, you know, I mean, there's the old, uh, I forget the guy's name now because I'm so many years removed from journalism school, but uh, the old saying is uh, the media is the message. And so you're... Oh, is that the guy from that from Annie Hall that they find? The, the, he was no. like a big TV no. or this, a media this, this, pop this culture a, guy? From Annie Hall. Yeah, yeah, they're talk. Some people are talking about something that somebody. Some back when people would talk about art that way, I forget his name, but 
it's pointless now. I have to rewatch the movie to even. Anyway, and I never really knew the context. Whatever nonsense you're talking about. Sorry, but the idea is that whatever, whatever media your art or your work is coming through ends up not just being the filter through which it's shown, but it ends up being the thing that matters. And and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, like you know, to the point where it's probably not. What he actually well, you're not going on the Klosterman one but, about like what says more about you than no, no. The, the 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 media is the message, meaning it it matters how you're getting the information or the entertainment, and there are strictures to them that can then be worked around and whatever. I mean, he wasn't talking about it in artistry. Was he talking about Marshall? A political Marshall McClellan McLuhan. Yeah, that's the guy from Annie Hall. Okay. Fairly well, what, do you, what do you mean from Annie Hall? I've never seen the, Annie Hall. There's a point when him and, and, and Annie Hall or whatever are are uh, like waiting in line at a movie and somebody is talking all pretentiously about art and cinema and whatever mm-hmm. and sort of trying to paraphrase something, well, kind of like what you just did. Um, and, and then like, he, it, it's in one of the more absurd moments of it and he sort of like grabs him and says hey, here's Marshall McLuhan right here he's like yeah you don't you know, know nothing of my work you don't understand what I'm trying <laughs> it's just a throwaway quick little thing like that um, mm-hmm. yeah there you go well the point the point of the Marshall McLuhan thing is whatever you are trying to say through whatever form it's being filtered comic book right. TV music music books books it becomes painting fire. it becomes part of that thing and they become symbiotic with each other and so it comes across to you as like you can't divorce them from each other yeah which is i think tricky and so so that, that that's the thing about adaptations is yeah. that we talk about being upset or good or whatever the the Zack Snyder Watchmen i've said this for years was a was a fantastically uh faithful adaptation right. a fantastically faithful adaptation and I don't think it was good. Yeah, it didn't really work. It was cold. because and, and the issue might be because it was a faithful adaptation. And maybe yeah. it needed to be loosely adapted. Because the media it was coming through in the comic worked as a comic. It works as a book. It's a yeah. novel. It's a yeah. graphic novel with pictures. Right. And it works in that way. And as a movie, it's just not the same thing. And it was very faithfully adapted from the source material. You've seen, I, I think we've seen this a few times, though. Where, where yeah, it, it's not the same thing, so you have to understand. Yeah, you're right. It is about adaptation. I have this problem myself too, because when I'm not knowing what medium medium I'm working in with a story when I'm writing it, I'm like, was well, this going to be a like? Would it be better to write like a novel and not worry? Or I write everything primarily, generally starting off as more like a screenplay, which isn't quite a comic book, but could pretty easily become a comic book because it, it's sort of a similar thing. You're thinking in terms of pictures and images. I'm, I've been thinking about that. I, I totally think that maybe the best idea for anything would be writing a book of it first. I, I'm starting to think that like I'm, writing a book of something might be the best thing to well, do. It's the first it. principles from a writing standpoint. Yeah, yeah you, you don't have to worry about, yeah. oh, well, you can't describe this this way visually because of, you know, cinema, you know, screenwriting tenets don't let you do it that way. So you can't, you know, you can get away with things in, if you can get away with them, if you can pull them off uh, in, in the context of, say, a novel or a prose that you can't in, like, as a screenplay. I mean, I, I know that because as I'm rewriting stuff I've written where I kind of ignored that a little as a screenplay, I'm like, oh, that's like, what the hell did I just wrote? 
you know, like the, the fog is, you know, blowing through in the mist like ghosts of the past. Or, like, that doesn't fucking work. I mean, that's hokey either way. Yeah. That's bad writing either way. But, like, you cannot even do that. It sticks out like a huge sore thumb in a screenplay. Do you, have you ever read the, uh, the bad writing awards? People submit no, things. I wouldn't because it would just make me feel even worse. <laughs> no, people sit, actually end up submitting uh, phrases or lines or stories to win this award right. for the for the worst writing. Right. And uh, usually it's just like, you know, way, way too many adjectives of or adjectives right. or whatever. But the last one that won last year was really funny because it was uh, some lady wrote something, um, some corporate speak thing. Mm-hmm. And it was the most dense thing of corporate buzzwords. It was fantastic. I just read it. Was it so coherent? Not that that is coherent. It was coherent. It was coherent, kind of. Uh But it was just, it was just nonstop comedy because every other word was this, this ridiculous, meaningless corporate buzzword. Right, But it's funny because like, having worked for a corporation, I see, I see that stuff. I've seen it in so many things. And some, people are getting paid very highly for coming up with these terms. At, At some point at a, at Kmart, before I, I mostly left, uh, you know, they, they did this uh, corporate culture change thing. And so there were, they hired a firm. Mm-hmm. Was this related to the Sears merger or whatever? It was after the Sears merger, but it was well, it was well after, five years right, okay. or something like that. But they hired this corporate culture change company to come in and change their culture. And so they, this company came in. And it's, That's what you guys got? All got the black outfits and stuff? No. It's a, <laughs> consult, it's a consultant of... It's a, a group of consultants, and they're very well groomed and well mannered, and and they just film themselves on tape telling you these things you need to believe about the culture, cultural identity, and things that you have to learn, and it's all buzzwords, mm-hmm. and it's all meaningless. No, it it, it, it everything is always meaningless. Yeah. Everything in in a corporate identity is always meaningless. But in this case. It's them being effective selling to the idiots who work at a place yeah. how important this cultural identity is. And yeah. if everyone if everyone joins up and if everyone believes this at once, then it's the truth. you can also teach your kids this thing. And by three generations, no one will even have heard of capitalism anymore. What? <laughs> it just seems a lot like Marxism to me. It's, it's, yeah, no, of course it is. It's, 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 it's really funny because it's in a, it's in a capitalist sense, but like... They want you to become a psychotic, like Scientologist, right. basically about your corporation that you make a minimum wage for. Yeah, yeah, you know it's indoctrination bullshit, and and the thing is, even dumb people are smart enough to see that usually, but there's reality as well. It's like the line on the episode of Justified tonight that that one guy gave about you know conscience. You know, either you're too poor to afford it, or you're rich enough to be able to you know hire, hire to somebody else to deal with it. Yeah, to yeah, carry, to for, carry you. Around for you. So, I mean, there is that being in the middle. That's the problem of the middle, the dilemma of the middle class. I can't wait to do our uh, end of series. Uh, That's going to be amazing. I'm so looking forward. It's going to be good. I almost feel like I need to brush up because I haven't. I kind of do too. I can't can't think about much in season one except for the beginning and the end of it. I can't think about, season two was memorable. I can't think about much in season three. I don't remember anything in season two. Three was Quarrels. That was the year I was gone, right? That was three? Yeah. And then you don't remember season two with with uh, you'll say something and then it will all with, come back with to the Bennetts. Oh Bennett right, yes, now and his brother right. and the mom and the apple the Beagle pie. Boys. The Beagle yeah, Boys. that was yeah. a fantastic that was season. Good. That was that was an excellent. That was, that was the best season in the show. I I think I liked three and four the best. I like Shelby and I liked I liked I like Theo Tonin and chasing after him and 
a little bit. I mean, there's they, cool stuff in those. There's for cool sure. stuff in all the seasons. I don't know that that anyone is really. I mean, and then didn't th- three might be the best because that shit with Quarles and his dad and stuff towards the end ended up kind of actually kind of hitting a, a level of intensity and zaniness and everything else that I don't know. We'll have to get I into feel it. Like they get they to really it. unceremoniously got rid of his dad. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Especially, I, I wonder but if that like, seemed apt. I too. wonder if that was a contract dispute or something because well, that guy was pretty old. I mean, he, I know, he but, might but have just been I, I understand. But they just they just put him in an episode this season. Yeah, right. They brought him back, which is probably why it wasn't a contract thing. It was probably. But 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 my point is, if it wasn't, then why not do it in a bigger way? Because the whole impetus for Raylan's character is his father. Yeah, I know. I understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and now his father's gone, and they had to touch on it to, to bring that back to that this you, season. You know, honestly, you never know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a show that's got, like, a fan following and a degree of popularity, but it might just always be on that razor's edge of, like, look, guys, we kind of have to make sure that, like, this is a good ending for a season because we might I understand have they, have to have thing move. they have to have things move. Well, it's not just move. that They have to have, like, a sense of, like, okay, things so, are, you know. So how many episodes of the season? 13? It's usually thirteen for. Was this most only ten, or was this? I feel like I we haven't know. seen that many. No, um, but it's been. Oh, we've been watching it longer. You think they do what they always do? They 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 tread water so, for two or three episodes. No, it wasn't just treading water. It was that it was they rushed. So and they understand rushed, it's yeah. the end, but we got to a point where well, they introduced new characters every season too. Same Elliot, and I like that. I like I like that. Like I was telling someone the other day, I, I don't. I tell people to watch the show, and then I always want to spoil it for them. And I and I'm like, uh, there's this guy in the first episode of season four or something, and he looks like Scott Whalen, and he's wearing a, a a pork pie hat, right? And he does this thing where he stabs someone's hand and then kills them, and 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 at the end of the episode is the, the best thing I've ever seen in a TV show. It's pretty good. Where. Raylan just pulls the tablecloth a little bit, and the guy stand, stabs nothing, and he picks up his gun and just very casually shoots him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. It was phenomenal. I love that. Good. The build-up to it yeah. of those characters. Those characters who think they're some sort of awesome killer badass. Uh-huh. And they just come up against him, and they're just screwed. I love it. That's the dynamic about the show that's fantastic. And that's why, since they introduced... Chimo? <laughs> what's his name? The Chimo... The guy from all those movies that I can't remember now right. from the 90s yeah. who always played a teenager and was like protagonist. Now he's a creepy, like this fantastic casting. Yes, it is. And he's got great lines. Like the, the one thing that like people kind of make fun of the show, but I think they actually like about it is the writing. It's similar to Deadwood these, in that way, though. I these think. complete idiot backwood rednecks speaking in Shakespearean like right, yeah. word structure in their sentences, but like still with their slang and their... And their uh, twang and everything course, like that. Like, yeah. it's awesome. It's folksy iambic pentameter it's, for you. It's fantastic. Uh, but, like, I can't wait to see how Raylan kills that guy. I can't wait to see it happen. Well, like I said to you today when He's we were watching it, I'm like, that guy, maybe no. what if that guy is going to be the no. one that's going to kill Raylan? I'm not going to do that. Who knows how it's going to go. We'll, uh, we'll have it to look forward to. That'll be soon. Mm-hmm.